and welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I'm Stella. I am recording live on Instagram at Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC, as well as recording the podcast, uh, which will be available wherever you get podcasts. Um, so last week we talked about kind of what next, right? After you learn all the skills and do all the things, how do you manage relationships? Um, and kind of in you know true form, I get confirmation and uh, direction for where the next podcast will go, kind of just through life. Um, I went to Las Cruces last weekend to see family. Um, I saw my brother, my sister-in-law, and my niece, and I had a really good time, and that was really fun. Um, the trip to Las Cruces was relatively unevent- uneventful. Um, the drive down was, was nice, all the things. Uh, definitely got to practice my skills and uh, practice my boundaries, which um, is always helpful. I think even for someone who teaches skills on a regular basis, I get to practice my boundaries in the relationships that I have. And that is a positive thing, but it's also a challenging thing. Um, And so one of the things that has kind of come up in my awareness is um, choosing consciously the relationships that we have in our lives um, you know, regardless of title, regardless of circumstance, um, we get to choose how we are in relationship and with whom we have relationships. And I recognize that oftentimes we look at things from two very distinct perspectives. Um, so on the way back, I was listening to a podcast, uh, the Daring to Lead, um, Daring to Lead podcast by Brene Brown. And she was talking to a man, uh, his name was Simon Sinek. And he writes about game theory specific to business and all of those things. And I love the idea of game theory. I talk about game theory all the time, specific to relationships and and spiritual and and emotional evolution. And so what he was talking about was um, looking at dynamics with human beings, uh, either through a finite or an infinite perspective. And I look at relationships in that way, in terms of, and, and love specifically, right? So when we talk about codependency, what we have talked about and what I've been talking about for months now is how codependency is our feeling as though we need to get this external validation, acceptance, and love from other people, from external sources. And what I am working on teaching human beings on a regular basis is how to love themselves. And so coming into relationship with an abundance or an infinite amount of love. Um, I posted something the other day on one of my social media platforms and talking about how I am love. Like I just try to function from um, just an an abundance of love and and having love for myself. Not easy, super challenging some days. Um, And if I have that perspective, then I don't go into relationship dynamics needing that love or validation from other people. That said, the challenge comes in, then what am I doing to maintain relationships with other people? So I just sent a text to my family. Um, There was a plan to go to San Diego in two weeks um, to spend time with all of my family. And um, most of my family, (laughs) my siblings, um, my daughter, and uh, my nieces and nephew. Um, Right now, I just, that's not in my budget to kind of spend a lot of money and time in San Diego. So I had to let them know that I was not going to be able to go. 
not from a, you know, I mean, there, there was a, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I'm going to disappoint them. They're all super looking forward to like spending time together and, and certainly seeing me since I've been traveling. Um, I'll, I'll be able to see them another time, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go this time. Um, and I recognized that I could have made a bunch of sacrifices and, you know, spent a bunch of money and then felt either resentful or like I didn't have enough or whatever. Um, but I just kind of let them know, like, this is where I'm at. This is the boundary I'm setting. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it. They're going to feel how they're going to feel. And I'm going to have to be okay with whatever that is. Fortunately, um, my sister, whom I was going to go and see, the one who lives in San Diego, was like, absolutely, we get it. We miss you. We love you. Thank you so much for letting me know, which was fantastic. Um, my other siblings are on the group chat now, probably having feelings about it, and it's fine. Um, but really looking at this perspective of having an infinite source of love, right? I, from a place of love, I'm not going to be able to go. I love you all. I will see you another time. I don't necessarily need their validation or approval. They're going to have feelings and I'm going to have to be okay with it. Um, I recognize that my family loves me the best they can with what they have and all the things. What I also know to be true is, and I've talked about it a lot here, um, is that spending time with family can be really triggering and, and overwhelming. This weekend was definitely an indicator of that, um, spending time with my brother and, you know, the people in his life. And what I noticed, there were, there were a couple different things. One is when we get together as a family, we talked about this, like we give each other karia, we, we give each other shit, we like, you know, kind of make fun of each other, poke fun, whatever. Um, what I also recognized is there is this aspect of how we do that that is um, kind of meat tenderizing. It's it's kind of like <laughs> throwing acid on um, meat to make it softer or whatever. And and so we'll we'll initially start with that kind of um, spicy conversation, and then we'll be able to get to like a, a softer, sweeter place. What I noticed is that I don't I don't necessarily like how that feels and. Um, what I was also talking with my sister-in-law about is, you know, my siblings were raised by me as was my daughter. And for a long time, I have been very strict and, uh, very harsh, very hard. Um, and so I have made or contributed to these people, um, and their, their defense mechanisms and their, uh, their tactics. I have, contributed very consciously to their armor. Uh, that said, I also recognize that I have my own armor when I go into relationships with them. I have trained very specifically these human beings to be soft and hard at the same time. And I know for myself, like I definitely have that ability to throw up the armor or protect myself in certain situations and scenarios with people that I feel like I have to be defensive with. And so again, from that infinite or finite mind perspective, I recognize that if I go into any relationship feeling as though I have to be defensive, that creates this kind of finite, like this is a limited situation. I do that now rather than having the infinite walls up and protecting myself all the time. So in certain relationships, I can recognize that there is a finite limit to how much I have to defend myself until I can feel comfortable and let the walls down. 
I have talked with clients about taking the, um, oh, what is it? There's three warrior poses in yoga. Um, and I can't think of the third one, but anyway, um, it's totally leaving my mind right now, which is probably an indicator that I need to keep working on it. Um, but I, I recognize that I don't have to be in the defensive pose all the time the way that I felt like I needed to when I was younger. And certainly with my family, I don't always have to take that position. That said, in certain relationships, I am still learning, as we all are, to have a vulnerability and a softness and an openness to engagement. Um, and so when we are working on these tools of creating boundaries, they do not always have to be defensive. They do not always have to be walls. If we are looking at all relationships or vulnerability as something I need to defend ferociously, um, what we are doing in creating walls or boundaries or barriers in that way is we're limiting connection, right? And if our goal is, especially in relationship, to create communication, um, understanding, and connection, you can't do that with a wall. You can do that with a boundary that has a gate or a door, but if you're just building walls because you're trying to keep yourself safe, that's going to limit your ability to connect with another person. So again, finite versus infinite, right? For me, I am working on being open and engaging and having boundaries and communicating my needs and all of the things that I talk with you guys about sometimes really well and sometimes I struggle. A lot of times I struggle. <laughs> um, I try to approach things today from an infinite love perspective, meaning I have love for life, my own, other people's, all the things, but, and I can also limit access to that love uh, in a lot of ways. I used to say, everybody deserves love, not everybody deserves mine. Um, I think I still say that. Uh, but really recognizing that peaceful warrior, that's what it is. Uh, it's the third position where you're super open and you still have all the skills and tools of a warrior, but you don't have to go to war every time. Um, it is a struggle, especially when we've grown up being defensive or shutting down or getting in a box or limiting, you know, how we show up in the world. We take that defensive position to keep ourselves safe. When we are in relationship and consciously choosing to be in relationship with other people, there is an opportunity to connect and be open and be vulnerable and not have to protect ourselves all the time. That said, over time in relationship with the people that we choose to be in relationship with, especially if we've grown up as people who have been codependent and need that validation, um, you know, acceptance and love from other people, we will, after a while, revert back to our old coping skills. And I've definitely talked about certainly the default setting, which um, my co-host uh, Kat used to talk about the default setting all the time. Um, it's something to be aware of what your default setting is, what your what are your emotional triggers to shut down or revert back to old coping skills or to get in the box, right? I talk about getting in the box often because getting in the box for me has been 
either shutting down emotionally or cutting off parts of myself or really limiting access to my vulnerable sweet self. Um, it was pointed out today that as I've been back here, I have started to put more walls up. I have started to revert back to an older version of myself. And though I love her and she has been helpful in protecting me and pushing me through to get to the next places, having come back from Europe and being this much more open, vulnerable self, I, I'm very much triggered to shut down, get in the box, cut off parts of myself. Um, and it's it's interesting because I have spent the last seven months really allowing myself just to be open and vulnerable and soft and, you know, um, working on learning and unlearning all of these things without needing anything from anybody else. Um, being back here, that's not the case. Uh, I don't have a vehicle. I'm staying with my daughter. Um, I don't have the financial resources that I had when I left. And so it's building that back up. And so whenever we're working hard on building anything, even if you just like, you know, are trying to learn a new skill and we've, you know, I've certainly talked about it with you guys. Like we, we fail, we fuck it up. We mess it up a million different ways. Um, I'm definitely in that phase <laughs> and I'm, I have been, uh, reverting back to an older version of myself and all the different me's have shown up at this time. And it's interesting to kind of go back and go, what triggered that version, 25-year-old version, 30-year-old version, um, you know, even 40-year-old version? What triggered those things? Fortunately, I have an amazing accountability buddy who has known me for a long time and has also kind of observed from a curious place <laughs> all the different ways that I am showing up. Um, and, she, you know, we had a great conversation this morning and she was like, this is what I'm seeing. Tell me about that. Um, what I also know to be true is in having conscious relationships, in choosing consciously to engage with the people that I engage with in a vulnerable way, um, I recognize that I don't have to stay in anything that I don't want to stay in. Um, for a very long time, especially from a familial place, those relationships are kind of forced onto you by the universe or circumstance or whatever it is. And then we get to choose, right? What kind of relationship we have with these titled people. I say titled, entitled is also kind of part of the, the situation. With family, people who have titles, brother, sister, mom, child, whatever it is, there's, there comes a level of obligation. And I use air quotes with obligation because we feel obligated to engage with these people in a certain way because they have a title. I've worked with clients for years, and once we kind of take the title off and just give them a name, then we can treat them as human beings rather than having an expectation that we are supposed to get mom things from the person in, you know, titled mom um, or brother things or sister things or dad things or whatever it is. Um, part of my experience has been that even people with titles leave for whatever reason. And so I have integrated into my awareness that just because someone has a title does not necessarily mean that one, they'll stick around, that two, they will love you, that three, they will respect you, and that four, you have to have a relationship with them. So my awareness is just because you have a title doesn't mean you're entitled to access to me or my sweet tender heart or my resources in any way, shape or form. <clears throat> and so I have a really 
clear way of setting a boundary there and just being like, I don't have to do all of these things or any of these things just because you have a title. You are not entitled because of your title, if that makes any sense. Not that my resources are not there, but I get to choose, open the gate, open the door, open the boundary to share or not, depending on where I am emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, all of those things. Consciously, when you engage in relationships in that way and you take into consideration that you get to choose, that's where your boundaries get to be established and then maintained. I think I talked about last time that boundaries are great and we can set them, but they also need to be maintained. Much like any wall, gate, fence, whatever it is, just because you set it up does not mean that, okay, here it is and so it's going to stay there forever. I think I mentioned maybe I didn't. When I was in Spain, I went to the Alhambra, which is amazing. It's in Granada, Spain, and it is this massive group of castles, and it's got a fortress around it and huge walls and all the things. It's hundreds of years old, and the gardens are amazing, immaculately maintained and intricately formed, just gorgeous. And I loved it. Like, I (laughs) loved the Alhambra. I've been talking about the Alhambra for years, and I'd never been there. And so when I went, this is what I saw, right? It also has to be maintained. And so, you know, the princes and princesses that lived there aren't there to maintain it. They probably weren't the ones maintaining it to begin with. But there's an entire staff or city to maintain this beautiful and preserve this beautiful historic site. It is our job to maintain our boundaries. It is our job to maintain how we keep ourselves safe, either with a fortress or with a wall or with a gate or with a fence or not at all. What I know to be true is if we don't have anything to protect ourselves, it's probably not going to be maintained well. These gardens were incredible. Um, And I've posted some pictures, uh, you know, in, in my Instagram of you know, this beautiful place. Um, I have learned certainly now as I have continued to take care of myself from that infinite love place that in order to maintain my peace, I have to have these boundaries. In order for me to maintain my infinite source of love, I have to maintain myself. And in order for me to do that, I need to set my boundaries and communicate and follow through with managing and maintaining them consistently. Am I good at it all the time? Absolutely not. But does it, you know, give me an opportunity to practice? Absolutely. And so rather than reverting back to an older version of myself, what I have really worked to do is with my accountability buddy, with my friends, with the people that love me, they reflect back to me what I know to be true. Now, there are lots of people that are in my life that don't necessarily understand or know this particular version of me, which is fine. It is not their job to know that. It is my job to introduce myself every new version, right? Even every time I wake up and go, okay, I need to remind myself who I am, who I'm trying to be, and what I'm trying to accomplish in doing this work, in making these connections. As I do that, I have to then approach the people that I want to be in relationship with and remind them, hey, this version of me is going to talk about boundaries. This version of me is going to, you know, 
have conversations and communicate consistently and let you know what my needs are. If you can't meet them, that's okay. What I also know to be true about me is I can meet my needs in multiple ways. That being said, I do recognize that rather than going into any relationship now with a scarcity mindset of I've only got this amount of time and this connection and I can only get my needs met from you, any one of you who are in my life, um, I go in and I recognize rather than just the one store in the tiny town, I have lots of options. Uh, I have lots of opportunities to get my needs met. And in my relationships, personal, professional, romantic, all the things, what I know to be true is I am incredibly resourceful. What I know to be true of my clients, what I know to be true about the people out in the world is they're incredibly resourceful if they choose to be, right? Some people are super stubborn. I have been super stubborn in the past <laughs> where I'm just like, oh, I just need to get this need met by this human. Um, and if I don't get it, then I'm going to beat myself up or I'm going to be super critical of how I do whatever thing it is. I think when we go into any relationship with that finite mindset, with that limited resource, you know, lack perspective, then it can be really easy to beat ourselves up when we don't do it right. Okay. Um, definitely have been there, have definitely uh, worked even recently on my self-talk and recognized that like, okay, there have been times when that was the truth today that is not the case. And so I work consistently to remind myself that I am this version of me. I have all my needs met and I am going to love myself the best way that I know how to get through these challenges. And if that means that I don't get to go on vacation for two weeks or in two weeks, it was only for a weekend, um, then that's what that means. And I will be able to do that another time. Loving myself better means recognizing what my needs are and taking care of those in the moment rather than overextending myself and putting myself in a situation that triggers an old version of me. So it's an opportunity for us to recognize that if we have an infinite source of love, if we have an infinite source of acceptance and validation, which we give to ourselves, then we don't have to go into relationships feeling that deprivation, feeling that lack perspective. We can go into a relationship and say, I accept you for who you are and where you are right now. I see all of your parts at the same time and whatever you can show up and give me, I am accepting and worthy of. That said, if it's not enough, then I can get that from multiple sources and or I don't have to go to you to get it, right? Even if you have a title, even if you feel like you're entitled to have access to me. If I'm not getting mom things from my mom, I'm not going to my mom for them. What I have is lots of nurturing people in my life who love me and validate me and give me the things that I need. So I will not have to go to that human and be like, please, Sarah, can you treat me like shit some more? <laughs> um, really recognizing that when we choose or feel as though we need to be in certain relationships, we go in with that scarcity mindset. We go in with that well, I'm going to try to get it again from this very empty well. You don't have to. You don't have to. Recognizing that the people that are in your life choose to be in relationship with you. You choose to be in relationship with them. And you shouldn't have to do extra stuff 
to stay in relationship with them. You shouldn't have to get in the box. You shouldn't have to cut off parts of yourself. You shouldn't have to shove down your feelings to be in relationship with someone, anyone, titled or untitled. And when you recognize that you can give those things to yourself and other people will show up and, you know, choose to be in relationship with you, then you have a different perspective. You have that abundance mindset, recognizing that you can get your needs met from multiple sources and you don't have to make yourself any different to get them. They just show up and say, I am love and I treat myself well and my needs are important. You start to feel as though, okay, I am love and I get to choose. You start to recognize I have the resources to be able to get my needs met and I don't have to sacrifice myself, cut off parts of myself, not have emotions, not have thoughts, not have feelings. You know, when you have more resources, you can make better choices emotionally, you know, familially, like in all of those ways. So that's your nugget. Hopefully that made sense. It all kind of comes through. Um, Definitely an emotional morning and, you know, recognize that my emotions are information that give me an opportunity to reflect back onto myself to recognize what my needs are and how do I get them met. Um, I know that, and certainly through my life experience, I don't have to stay in relationships that I don't want to stay in. The people that I choose to have in my life are people that kind of reciprocate my energy. And they are the ones that choose to be in relationship with me. I never want anyone to feel obligated to stay in my stay in a relationship with me because I have a title or, you know, because they feel like they have to. I want them to choose just like I choose to be in relationship with the people that I choose to be in relationship with. And if that is an opportunity for you to reflect on the people that you have in your circle, the relationships that you have, you get to choose how you stay in relationship with them and what access they have to you. Hopefully all that makes sense. If you are in Albuquerque, having another workshop on the 17th, uh, it's a Wednesday, 5.30. Uh, You can register on my website. Give me a call, DM me here, however you need to get a hold of me. Um, We'll probably be having them monthly until the book comes out, and then, you know, we'll figure it out then. Um, The Loving Better Perspective is coming up. That'll be a small group. It'll also be in Albuquerque in person. And then we will open it up to to kind of a global audience. Um, But for right now, those are things. If you are a therapist or want to have, um, you know, flyers to be able to get your clients or people to come to the workshop, let me know. I can send that to you. Um, But that is your nugget for today. I'm going to end the video and then I will end the podcast and I will talk to you guys next week. Take care. All right, we are ended on Instagram. If you need to get a hold of me, if you are in town, if you want to set up a coaching session, it's lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. You can reach me on Instagram, Luna underscore x2 underscore LLC. You can look me up, Luna x2 LLC on the internet. Um, And thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you soon.